a throwback performance by Lamar Jackson? And do the Eagles have the next Lamar Jackson, a quarterback? Let's talk about it now on Fantasy Football Today in 5. All right, good morning. It's Wednesday morning, and football is finally over in Week 13. We'll look back at Tuesday Night Football and ahead to Week 14. Adam Azer and Chris Towers here on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Follow us and stream us on Spotify. Leave us a five-star review with your question and get it read on the Sunday show. Chris, Baltimore wins 34-17, and really good performance. Dobbins got in the end zone late. Marquise Brown caught a touchdown on eight targets. 29 fantasy points for Lamar Jackson, one of his better games. Is all well and good in Baltimore land, or was this... The matchup. Bit of column A, bit of column B. I mean, it's really good for J.K. Dobbins that he was able to get into the end zone at the end of the the game, or there probably would have been a little bit of panic uh, because he did only get 11 of the 24 RB carries for Baltimore. Gus Edwards had seven. Mark Ingram had six. Dallas had no... They had no chance to stop this running game. The Ravens rushed for 294 yards, 7.9 yards per carry. Uh, it was a really good game for everybody. But yeah, I think it's partially matchup and partially, you know, maybe a little bit of regression to the mean for Lamar Jackson and Marquise Brown. Yeah, and hopefully you get Mark Andrews back. So your level of confidence for Jackson at Cleveland next week and your level of confidence for Dobbins. Uh, like a seven for Jackson. He's definitely a top 12 quarterback and, and Dobbins, it's more like a six. It doesn't seem like the situation has changed quite as much as we had hoped after his last yeah, performance. a little disappointing. Um, so, you know, I think it's still a three-way split. I think he's the leader of that three-way split, but it's maybe more 45, 30, 20. I don't know what the rest of the numbers there would be. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then for the Cowboys, real quick here, Dalton does get to 21 fantasy points. He threw 48 times. The Zeke looked great. I mean, this was the best I, that we've seen Zeke, I think, in a long time. He was fine against he was fine against Minnesota, but you know, it just looked pretty spry. Basically had two had two weeks off before this game. Um, but you know, he was starting eighty three percent of leagues. Does Zeke go back to being a start in ninety five to hundred percent of leagues at Cincinnati? Beautiful matchup in week fourteen. Yeah, once you said that at Cincinnati part, that definitely made me change <laughs> what my answer might have been. I don't think he's a must start guy. I think he's in that RB2 discussion, but I think there might only be about seven or eight RB1s right now and maybe 20 RB2s given the way we talk about Fair. the position. Yeah. So um, given a matchup against Cincinnati and given the fact that he got six targets after kind of not having a role in the passing game the last couple of weeks, it does make me feel a little better about Elliott. Okay, the Eagles are going to start Jalen Hurts. They are benching Carson Wentz. They get New Orleans this week, and we'll see what happens after that. But I don't think anyone's going to be super comfortable starting him against New Orleans. At Arizona and at Dallas, though, in weeks 15 and 16, how are you viewing Jalen Hurts? He is Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill had three really good matchups in a row to start his career as a starter, so he's done really well. I don't know if Jalen Hurts will do quite as well, but you know, New Orleans has this great offense, but they haven't faced a dual threat quarterback. I guess they have faced a mobile quarterback. It was Kendall Hinton, who was a wide receiver, <laughs> uh, but they haven't faced a quarterback who could theoretically throw and pass the ball on any given play. And, you know, I think hurts. Look, if you, if he gets 220 yards, a touchdown and interception and 45 yards on the ground, he's basically a touchdown away from being probably a top 12 quarterback in any given week. That's just what rushing the ball can do for you. And so, you know, if he gets 10 carries and he had five and less than a half in his uh, relief appearance for Carson Wentz, 
I think he has the potential to be a top 12, top 15 fantasy quarterback. I wouldn't rank him that way this week, but um, like I'm not 100% sure Phillip Rivers or Matthew Stafford are better streamers this week. Oh boy, I'm just really terrified. His first start going up against the Saints and how good they've been. Yeah, I, I don't know. I would say I call him a stash. I don't think anyone's going to call sure. him a start. Let's we'll leave it at that. And finally, Chris, Mike Tomlin's put the warning out there. Quote, they can catch the ball or they can get replaced by those who will catch it. That's what he said. So just real quick, we got a few few seconds left here. Are you still comfortable starting Deontay Johnson, the drop machine, at Buffalo? Yeah, nobody can catch there. Who are they going to replace him with who can catch the ball? <laughs> Ray Ray McLeod? Like, I just everybody's had trouble catching the ball. I think there's maybe something to the fact that they're running the, all these short routes and having Ben Roethlisberger throw it right as they turn around. And, you know, maybe that's making it a little harder to catch. I don't really... If Deontay Johnson does lose targets, that would be really bad because he is just a volume player right now. He's Miami Jarvis Landry. And if Miami Jarvis Landry was getting seven targets per game, he wouldn't have been a particularly interesting fantasy player. So it's a little bit concerning, but I I don't think you can sit him until we see them take targets away from it. All right, that is Chris Towers. I'm Adam Azer. Make sure you listen to our full-length show, Fantasy Football Today. Follow it and stream it on Spotify. And we'll be back tomorrow morning with another episode of Fantasy Football Today in 5. See ya.